Hello everyone, and welcome to another exciting adventure at the Hub World. Today's quest will have us covering the June 21st, 2023 Nintendo Direct. My name is Mateo, and today I'm joined by... Just Jules. Yep, Just Jules. Whether you're joining our adventure from YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, be sure to like and subscribe. Now, let's get this adventure rolling. Since it's been a very, very, very long time since we've not only recorded an episode, but released an episode, we should maybe just do a quick round of housekeeping because... Yeah. Well, first of all, to any of our listeners, we do apologize for being gone for so long. Um, As many of you know, I am a teacher. I'm not just a teacher, I'm a drama teacher. And I just had my drama show a couple months ago. And then I've just been like end of the year report card season lately. So I've been very unavailable. Um, And I think all of us got consumed by um, Zelda as well. So we apologize for being away for so long, but we are back. We're hoping to have a more steady stream of content in the summer, starting with this uh, direct breakdown. And then um, uh, we have another series uh, well, not a series. It's a. Uh, it's one episode. It's it's a one episode, but it's a little like fun, fun piece coming after this, and then hopefully in the summer we're gonna bring you some more in depth stuff about some of the stuff we've actually been playing. But like to housekeep to kick it off, Mateo, there've been a couple games that have come out that we've been playing. Um, some of which we actually want to do episodes about, so we won't get too in depth. But like I just said before, we've all been kind of consumed by. Tears of the Kingdom. And uh, the other big game is Jedi Survivor. But because Gino's not here, we can actually talk about it. Because <laughs> he's actually in the middle of playing it right now. So, Yeah. But I mean, let's not spoil anything in general. Um, just to keep it light. Like, we won't do heavy Jedi Survivor spoilers. We'll just um, kind of talk impressions um, really quick. Because, again, we, we do want to get to the main beef of the episode. But, Mateo, what are your, what are your general thoughts? Um, well, Jedi Survivor before Tears of the Kingdom came out was a huge breath of fresh air to me. Like it was one of the, in my opinion, it was like one of the best games I've played in a really long time. I thoroughly enjoyed that game and it just further cemented Cal Kestis as like one of my favorite characters, not just in Star Wars games, but in all of Star Wars. The story in the game is fantastic and I played it on Xbox Series X. I didn't have the issues that PC players had. So, but I like I, I played the game in performance mode, so it was super fluid, and it was such a fantastic experience. I loved the story. I loved how the the evolution of the gameplay and all the different stances, combat stances you could have. Like, it was just such a fantastic next step up from Jedi Fallen Order, which is a game I hold in high regard. So, Jedi Survivor, I think, is a must play for Star Wars fans, and like honestly, it's it it really feels next gen like we're three years into the quote next generation of of hardware with the ps5 and the series x but there hasn't really been that many games that really made it feel like like the new hardware was worth it and i think jedi survivor is one of those games that have been few and far between until now that like really make this feel like a huge leap for games yeah it uh, i mean it was a solid game I definitely think it was like, and I already liked the first one, but it improved on the first one in immense ways. Um, the combat was super, super fluid. Um, the exploration was great. I, 
unfortunately, um, like I said, I, I was in this kind of like midst of this show mode right before Tears of the Kingdom, like my closing night literally closed the night of Tears of the Kingdom. So I was in this like panic mode with all the games that were there and how quickly I had to beat them. So for Jedi Survivor, my my experience with it was streamlined. I didn't do any of the side content. I just straight went through the story. Um, but even that was very enjoyable and I could see how expansive the world was. And I, I definitely was interested in um, looking around, but I, I just knew it wasn't going to happen on this playthrough, maybe in a future playthrough. But is there any uh, any final things you want to say about Jedi Survivor before I segue us into one other thing? No, like I said, it's just it's a fantastic game, and it's it's definitely among my favorite games of the year so far. And I think like when we do our Game of the Year awards, it it'll probably be mentioned a lot on yeah my list. Definitely. Well, the other thing that like there are quite a few games that came out in this time, but one other game, and this was the game that I. I almost didn't play Jedi Survivor because of this game, but then I ended up beating it way quicker than I thought. Um, the Xenoblade 3 DLC was pr- pretty much shadow dropped, like to the point where like we like they were just like it's coming next week, and I was like, oh great! And I played through that in like four days. I loved that DLC. I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm a big Xenoblade geek. Maybe one day I'll do a talking at Mateo episode about Xenoblade. But if you're a fan of the series, Future Redeemed is the perfect end note to this saga that they've started since the first game. Like they always said, Xenoblade Three was the end of a saga. They started with Xenoblade One, and um, at the end of Three, I didn't feel like it necessarily got the send off that I wanted. Even though I really like Three, um, but Future Redeemed is everything I wanted. It's it's that perfect, nicely packaged ending to um a very very incredible super over the top and like convoluted mess of a story um but i'm here for it it's really great and i'm very excited about the future that sets up so pick up future redeemed if you're a xenoblade fan it's it's definitely worth the play and then the last game that i think we're going to talk about today is briefly just talk about tears of the kingdom because i think this is like the front runner for its own episode like if there's any game that came out this year that we've all played that we really want to have a deep dive in it's tears of the kingdom but uh just my quick take on it is my opinion of the game drastically changed while i was playing it like at first i'm like i felt like i was the one in our group that was like not sold on it kind of felt like i know like it's though this is the wrong thing to say but i'm gonna say it anyways but like it, it it kind of feels too similar to Breath of the Wild. Something along those lines. I'm like, I, this isn't the leap that I, I thought it was going to be. But then, the more and more I played, the less and less I believed that. I'm like, okay, this game, like, it's warranted being its own thing. Like, it, it, I, I, it feels completely different to Breath of the Wild. And it, that's just something that... It, I don't know exactly the moment it, just, it clicked in my mind, but it got to a point where, like... I wasn't looking forward to playing it, but I kind of felt like I was playing it out of obligation. But once that sort of went away, I couldn't put the game down because it was just, it was like, it was moving. And I did all the shrines. I got all the outfits that I wanted to get. And I put a crazy amount of time into this game. And it's just fantastic. Like, yeah, it's not quite like a top three Zelda game in my opinion, but it's definitely 
it could be top five, six, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, it's in that range for me. It took me a few hours to get into it and buy in, but once I did, I, I bought in quite a bit. I I don't see it as something distinct from Breath of the Wild. I do really see it as an extension. I don't see it as DLC. It's not DLC. It, the way you approach everything is very, very fundamentally different um, with a similar, you know, similar world, similar style, similar approach to the gameplay. But it's, in my opinion, it's it's the extension of all of Breath of the Wild's concepts to its maximum potential. Something that six years ago we never would have even said. Like we would never would have said oh Breath of the Wild to its maximum potential. Like it really truly I didn't believe that Breath of the Wild and its formula could be improved. And what I mean by that isn't what because a lot of people said it could have been improved, but they want to improve it by changing it. Right, like oh, remove the durability. Oh, do, do this, do that. Right, like of course, if you subjectively don't like the way Breath of the Wild approached its systems, like sure. But for what Breath of the Wild did do, I never thought it could be improved within the context of how it was. This game really proved me wrong. Like this game showed me that they had a lot more to do, and it sold me on the idea of you know in the future having direct sequels to really successful Zelda, like. What could of a, a direct sequel to Wind Waker look like? What could of a direct sequel to Twilight Princess look like? Like, how could they have improved on that? So, I think in the future, I I will be open, more open to direct sequels. It it does suck the the time piece of like it takes six years to develop these games. We only get a Zelda game every five six years. So like now it's been it like by the time the next game comes out, it will have been almost like probably ten to twelve years since we had like a fresh. Zelda. Yeah. That's what I'll call I won't say a new Zelda, I'll say a fresh Zelda. And especially if they go with another Breath of the Wild, which I really don't think they will, then it would feel that way. Um but I do think that this game is phenomenal. I do think it's it's immensely better than Breath of the Wild in every single capacity, and I already had such a high opinion of Breath of the Wild. Um and it is a top three Zelda game for me. Absolutely. Um Breath of the Wild was already in my top three and this one knocks Breath of the Wild out of there. So I was very happy with it, but we will leave more in-depth reasons for a its own podcast. We actually went to go see a movie last week, The Flash, the controversial. It finally um, came out. <laughs> one itself, it finally came out. Um, I'm not going to say much. So I, I had this experience with. This is the second time I've had this experience. When I saw Black Adam, the first 15 minutes of the movie made me verbally laugh out loud how bad I thought it was. And then it took a... It, I wouldn't say a 180, I'd say like a 120. By the end, I actually liked Black Adam. I thought it was fun. It wasn't by any means great, but it was fun. Flash was very similar. In the first 15 minutes, I literally laughed out loud how cringy and stupid I felt that the opening scenes were. And I was like, okay, I'm ready for this movie to be a train wreck. And Flash was a 180. Flash was actually good by the end. Um, I really enjoyed it. As much as I, I hate to say it, because they are a incredibly, allegedly terrible human being, Ezra Miller did do a very good job in the movie as an, an actor. I wish that this was the final DCEU movie, truly, because it, it actually does serve very well as a swan song. As like a somewhat fan of the DCEU, um, I do think that this is like a great endpoint, because it, it has a lot of callbacks as well as a lot of heartfelt moments and the character arc is really great. And uh, 
I won't say much else, but I, I, I did like it. I did like it. I'm sort of on the same page. The opening scenes didn't bother me. As a matter of fact, like the opening scene where you see the Flash interact with other DC characters, I just it just made me wish that this was like the tone and it's something I wanted since day one of the DCEU. I know better things are to come. I'm very, 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 very supportive of James Gunn's vision. But for this movie, it's it's the perfect swan song for what I believe was a very, not only misunderstood, but a very, a very tumultuous era of DC movies because there was all the studio problems, stuff with actors like Ezra Miller and, and uh, Amber Heard. And it, it was just studio meddling was just ridiculous. And the whole Zack Snyder, him being ousted after his daughter's uh, suicide, like it was... It was a terrible, terrible, dark time to be a DC fan. And now there's the light at the end of the tunnel. And yes, we have Superman Legacy and Batman and and stuff coming in the future. But The Flash really did a good job of tying a bow on the this era of films. And it, it really sort of almost redeemed it in a way. But I'm just really looking forward to what's to come next. And, and yeah, Aquaman is technically the last film in this universe, but it was supposed to come out before The Flash, so I'm always just going to think The Flash is last because that's the way it should have been. But, yeah, like, the box office is not doing great. I I really strongly recommend this movie to DC fans. There's a lot to like here, so if you are remotely interested in the movie, I think you'd really like it. The way they explain multi the multiverse and time travel is fantastic in this movie. And it's nice to see Michael Keaton again and Michael Shannon as General Zod. Like the whole Man of Steel incorporation of this movie is really, really cool. So, yeah, I, I really recommend it. And hopefully James Gunn uh, hires a new Flash for the DC mm-hmm. U, as it's going to be called going forward. So... Anyways, yeah. and then lastly, as a segue into our Nintendo Direct discussion, we're just going to talk about the other conferences that happened in the Summer Games season. Uh, we had PlayStation, we had Microsoft, we had uh, Ubisoft. Yeah, the Summer Games Fest show itself. And I think there's, we'll, we'll probably talk about Capcom. some of the games. Well, the, nothing happened in the Capcom one. Nothing, <laughs> but, yeah, nothing we care about. But, but And if any games that were announced in any of the showcases I mentioned. We could just talk about them briefly in the direct because there was a, a decent amount of overlap. We won't talk about the ones that have overlap, but we'll talk about like a few notable ones. Mm-hmm. Well, why not? I'll start with Sony's stuff. Just kind of like bring up kind of the headliners of Sony and then we can kind of share thoughts there. I, I think the only things really worth mentioning from Sony and with like us is mm-hmm. like Metal Gear Solid 3 remake really cool um snake eaters the best metal gear game in my opinion excited to see what they do with that a little bit cautiously optimistic as a result of kojima not being involved however the fact that they're reusing all the voices from mgs3 both gives me hope but also makes me feel like it's a little bit too safe of a project because that, like I would have liked to see them just like redo all the voices with all the old voice actors, but mm-hmm. you know I guess if they're sticking to the old voice actors, that means they're keeping it fairly similar, which is great. So we'll see how it goes. I think that's a notable thing. Um, I don't, Mateo. I'm assuming you don't have thoughts on Metal no. Gear. 
I've never played a Metal Gear game before. The other things I'll mention, just because I, I know you don't really care that much about it, um, but, you know, Riley and Joe do, maybe Gino. Um, there was some Destiny stuff. There was, like, uh, the last, some kind of last expansion with Cade re- returning. Yeah, that was pretty cool. The final shape was the final expansion for Destiny 2, and it was just a, a cool tease. And then Bungie's reviving Marathon. Which will be interesting. And then the only other, in my opinion, thing of note there, which is the big one, is Spider-Man 2. Uh, they showed off some gameplay. They showed off Peter Parker and his flashy new symbiote suit, um, his edgy new voice, Yuri Lowenthal, doing a great job. Um, they showed the seamless transition between Peter and Miles that we'll have in the game as a result of the power of the PS5, as they describe it. And they kind of explained a little bit about how that shifting will work. They explained how, like, in the overworld, you can seamlessly swap between Peter and Miles whenever you want. Um, In story missions, those swaps are going to happen at um, scripted times. Um, And then there will be side content for... Peter, there will be side content for Miles, and there will be side content that is either character, and you can choose who you want to approach it as. Um, and so I think that's a great way to approach it. It's it's what I thought it was going to be. It's pretty much the exact same system they kind of had for Ratchet and Clank for Rift Apart when they split the story between yeah. Ratchet and Rivet, and I always felt like that was a kind of a little bit of a an indicator of how they were going to do the Peter-Miles split, and it's very similar. And then they they also told us at Summer Games Fest that Venom is not Eddie Brock. But Venom does look really cool. His design is really cool in this game. It's very, um, ironically, even though it's not uh, Eddie Brock, it is very um, comic accurate, um, the design. And I'm, yeah, I'm just very excited for the that game that comes out October 20th. Probably going to be one of my contenders for Game of the Year. The fall is going to be a shit show yeah it so many games there's quite we'll a get it we'll get into that more when we talk about the direct uh what about foam stars how do you feel about foam stars <laughs> uh let's pretend uh splatoon ripoff doesn't exist yep so then for xbox obviously we didn't get a new banjo game unfortunately you know the 25th anniversary is this year and it's just gonna come and go with my without microsoft announcing anything but such is life and banjo fans you know we'll take the loss right now but uh we have not lost hope, uh, but Microsoft had a pretty decent show, in my opinion. We got a lot of looks at games that were previously announced, but hadn't seen them in forever, like Fable, Avowed, Hellblade 2, and they also announced some uh, new games as well. We saw Starfield again. Uh, Starfield actually looks really good. It's a very Geno-looking game. It's going to be completely up his alley. Also, some Persona announcements that had leaked the day before. Uh, with Persona 3, I think it's called Reload, and then Persona 5 Tactica. Like a lot of those games are 2024 games. So next year, I think, is going to be a really good year for Xbox. Uh, this year, though, there's Starfield and Forza, and that's about it. So one more year of infrequent game releases, but next year, I think, it's when the pedal hits the metal. So Xbox, I think, is going to have a bit of a, a rebound this generation, if I if I had to call it. So... And then for the Summer Games Fest, the, it started off with a, with a bang, in my opinion, with Prince of Persia, the new 2D Prince of Persia. I think it's the, the Lost Crown or something like that. It is a Metroidvania, which is like insane for Prince of Persia, like for a 2D Prince of Persia game. I don't think there's been a Metroidvania 
in that series before and it looks a lot like metroid dread with like the countering mechanics and just like the the flashes and the combat in that game and i'm really looking forward to that game like it Mm -hmm. it it looks incredible that's coming out in january i think and then it was basically nothing until uh final fantasy 7 uh reunion oh sorry rebirth rebirth sorry reunion's the third one reunion Maybe we don't know. Maybe. Reunion would make the most sense for the title of the third one, but they called Crisis Core Reunion. So it shows how much I know about Final Fantasy. Yeah, that's okay. Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth looks incredible. Um, they showed off Red Thirteen as a playable character, um, as well as Yuffie with the party. Looks really cool. Looks like like it doesn't really show exactly where they're going. Um, it does seem like it's implying that we are going to get some changes still, which is good. I, I'm all for the changes. Um, looks like we're going to Cosmo Canyon. We're going to Calm. Um, we'll probably end up in Nibelheim. Now, how far the second part goes, we don't know. Um, but I am certain we are going probably to what is actually ironically called Reunion, which is kind of like the climax of the second disc. Speaking of discs, the game will ship on two PF- PS5 discs, which is insane. That is a big boy game. Very excited. I am actually happy it was delayed to early 2024 because I want it to be recognized at the Game of the Year Awards. And as we know with December games, they often don't get recognized. And also, I just want something in 2024. Like, this year has been a blessing. Like, we have so much greatness in gaming this year that I, I just need some 2024 content. So I'm actually happy it's pushed. And then just quickly, I'd already talked about Prince of Persia, but with Ubisoft show, they showed off uh, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. And I really, really, really care about this game now. It, it looked really, really cool. Uh, I watched Avatar The Way of Water recently when it came out on Disney+. And I, even though I can't name any of the characters in that movie... I had a blast watching it. I thought it was really, really good. And the game looks fantastic, how you can seamlessly change your weapon. And, like, it's basically the same concept of Breath of the Wild, or, like, you've been asleep for a long time, and you wake up, and this whole world is different now. And it's got co-op, which is really cool. I'm thinking about picking it up, but that might change because there's just so many games to play, and i got to figure out when I'm going to have the time. And Ubisoft discounts their games very, very quickly, as we've learned in the past. But um, Avatar looked good, and then also Star Wars Outlaws, which was shown in the Microsoft show, and then we got a gameplay reveal at the Ubisoft show, and that game looks incredible as well, and that's coming out next year. It's a cool, it's going to be a cool swashbuckling adventure, so... But yeah, I'm uh, really looking forward to that. So now, which brings us to today, which is the unofficial sort of ending of the summer games season. I didn't expect a Nintendo Direct in June, to be honest with you. And it was announced yesterday as the day of we're recording and came out today at in the morning. So like there was not really much time to prepare anything. So that's why we didn't do a predictions because it just wouldn't have been out fast enough. Yeah, this this was a pretty solid Nintendo Direct, and I think Jules is controlling the playing, so we should uh, probably get this going here. Well, I'll get uh, it started right now. Um, hit and play sorry, right now. Sorry for audio listeners, so, because you ain't going to have a visual aid here, but... Yeah. Um, now, okay, so it opened with this. Okay, this was actually shocking to me, because 
Nintendo never puts Pokemon stuff in the dir- their directs. Actually, like I don't care about this trailer. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited about the Scarlet Violet DLC. They showed absolutely nothing in this trailer. What got me excited about this is that this opens up possibilities in the future for Pokemon to show up in Nintendo directs. Um, no, but which I think is cool. Been in like the this E3 season direct. Not like, since, I remember not since show, X and Y. But... X and Y was the last time. Could have sworn Sword and Shield was in one. No, the last time that they were in a like a direct was X and Y when they showed off Sylveon, I believe. Yeah, these trailers though, like I was I was shocked too, but like they didn't really show anything new. Like I guess no. the only really new information we saw was like Pokemon that weren't in the base game that are gonna be in yeah. the, the DLC, right? And kind of like the locations, I guess. It's nice to see the 3D models of the Pokemon. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll leave it up to the internet whether they still have the opinion on the cat. Um, Grunty-looking cat? Yeah, the uh, very um, apparently doable-looking cat, as the internet believes. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm excited about these. They didn't give us a date or anything, but they said we're going to find out more soon, which makes me feel like there's probably a Pokemon Presents coming in like September or something. Yeah. Um so I am excited about this one. Um it's cool seeing Takahashi and Koizumi and Koizumi being here was like it was foreshadowing in a way. Like he's the Mario guy and we got a lot of Mario in this direct. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Now here's the other thing that is actually exciting. And I have to remind myself to do this. It's on for a little like about two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, shiny Gimme Ghouls. We're co- and, compiling the shiny decks. Yeah. So, so we, Mateo, we need to make sure we do the shiny Gimme Ghouls. I'm down. Well, we'll leave it to, uh, let's see what, what else we got here. I believe the first thing we can talk about now is uh, Sonic Superstars, which we didn't talk about before. So um, this came out of nowhere at the Summer Games Fest. Yeah, I, I was super pumped. Um, I think this game looks really great. Um, I'm wondering how good it's going to be in single player, but I'm very excited for the multiplayer. Mm -hmm. Um, Four player co-op, you know, really cool. The return of Fang. Um, Yes. Oh my God. Fang was like one of my favorite old school. They also showed off Amy's costume recently. The one that you get for uh, signing up for the newsletter. Mm -hmm. It looks kind of cool. Um, but yeah, no, this game looks really cool. Um, I don't think it'll be as good as Sonic Mania, but um, like yeah, that's not my expectation with it. I just hope it's a fun multiplayer experience. Like it was, at, it was demoed at the Summer Games Fest uh, like live event, and from what I've heard, people really enjoyed this game. Like, yeah, it it, it was really, really, really. It was a standout of that show actually, and like it's not being made by. Uh, the Sonic Mania team. Uh, it's being made by, I think they're called RZS. They're the developers of Hey Pikmin, Yoshi's New Island, like, yeah. It, uh, Balan Wonderworld. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, that's a. Uh... But this, I think, will be their best game. Yeah, most likely. So... And, and the thing is, it is multiplayer, so it'll be fun either way. It does look slower than most. 2D Sonics, but that's probably necessary with the four-player co-op. Exactly. So I, I don't mind it. I, I'm going to have fun either way. Um, I'm excited with the characters they selected. There's probably a fifth playable character just based off the title select screen. 
mm-hmm. um, which is likely that new character that's been designed. But yeah, I'm I'm very excited for this game. It's actually one of my most anticipated games. Do I think it should be full priced? Absolutely not. Um, that's definitely keeping me away from maybe getting it day one. However, I, I will be picking up this game. I will too. Maybe we do uh, Hub World plays Sonic Superstars. I'm getting it day one because I got I already got like twenty dollars worth of Xbox rewards credit saved up. So I'll, this will probably Ooh. be the game I cash it in on. I, I'm not playing it multiplayer on Xbox. Oh yes, I want to use uh, those controllers. Yeah, that's a whole can of worms. It's just not opening up here. Well, maybe in a future episode you will hear our controller debates that we've had off screen. Yeah, um, but we'll keep it at that. Um, let's just keep going with the direct. So. That's another fall game. Um, now, I don't care about this one, so I'm going to skip it because I know you don't either. At the back um, but... of my mind, though, I'm like, I hope this isn't like a, a direct where they just announce like a billion farming games or games that have farming. There's always farming. But this was a um, game. This one is cool. Um, I mean, you I... just mentioned it before, Persona 5 Tactica. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am excited about this game. I, I like the art style. They actually just announced that um, there will be DLC for this game that will add um, Kasumi from Persona 5 Royal and Akechi, mm-hmm. um, which is really fun. Right. And you know, Persona music's great. No, I forgot to mention, this Like this is great being in a Nintendo show. I like Persona not being locked down on PlayStation platforms, but I'll be playing this on Xbox because it's on Game Pass day one. So it's one yeah. less game I have to buy. I so, mean, I, I won't have Game Pass anymore at that time. So uh, we'll see. I, maybe I'll buy it or maybe I'll just invest in Game Pass. But this is also a game I'm probably not going to play day one, even though I'm very excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It does look cool. It's a the cool animation style is, is really cool. Like, I, I, totally. it, fits, it fits perfectly with Persona. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, this game looks interesting. Um, this is when I was getting my coffee, so I didn't watch a ton. I like the art style. I don't know how fun it's going to be. It's um, cool. Like I like the concept how it's kind of like based on Saturday morning cartoons. Like yeah, it definitely like gives me like He-Man vibes exactly. So like yeah. I don't know. I'll I'll probably never play this game, but it's cool to look at at the very least. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely very cool to look at. Um but yeah. Um Oh, this one. Oh, I was so excited for them to announce the next Splatfest that I that had no relevance at all. I, I don't even know why they showed this, to be honest. This was the weirdest addition, in my opinion. Honestly, I was expecting them to announce something DLC-related. Like... Yeah. Which is interesting, because they, they recently, in a dev interview, explained a little bit about the DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually explained that Side Order, the reason it's called Side Order, is because it's a side story set in the order version of events, right? Because every Splatoon game, mm-hmm. what they do is they base the plot of the following game off the last Splatfest. So in Splatoon 1, Splat, the last Splatfest was between Callie and Marie. And uh, who won, Marie? Uh, honestly, I, I don't remember. I don't remember <laughs> who won. Whoever won, anyway, was the one who got kidnapped in Splatoon 2, which was like yeah. the driving point of Splatoon 2. And then the final Splatoon 2 Splatfest was between Order and Chaos, and Chaos 1, which is why... Splatoon 3 vibe and like environment is like uh, like almost like a post-apocalyptic like Mad Max kind of feel world. But side order they said is going to be based off of a world if order had won, 
which i think is a really cool concept like that that's actually really really cool for them to do a kind of like a what if Mm -hmm. um but this is dumb vanilla strawberry and mint chip we got to answer the question for our beloved listeners jules are you team vanilla team strawberry or team mint chip because honestly i can't decide i love i love all three of these flavors when it comes to to ice cream this is a solid like mint chip i is my is my choice i will i will go for vanilla strawberry or mint chip equally like if it was chocolate if it was vanilla strawberry chocolate I would say it was equal, but mint chip. I I like mint ice cream too much. Well, the reason they didn't go with chocolate is because uh, you know they don't want people flinging brown stuff at each other. No, I I don't think that's the reason. I th- from what I've noticed with Splatoon three is they always like the the what's his name the big man. His stuff is always like out there. His is always like weird. Like it it's like that's what they try to do. Is it's almost like they're doing like the original Splatoon idea of like having two things that are like at odds so like vanilla and strawberry and then they just throw in a third weird thing that also fits the category right mm-hmm. by the way that that's all we really got from splatoon which was interesting um i think they also said oh no no it was just this right they didn't talk about anything else they talked about a few smaller things like yeah like this challenge and but nothing of note really yeah um, then we got this other Pokemon game. Now, when this was playing, I was like, what is this? And why are the graphics so bad? It's because they ported a 3DS game over to Switch. Basically is what I think. There's like barely any shadows or, and like the, the Pokemon are, the, they're going at like 20 frames a second here. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty bad. Um, but yeah, I forgot this game even existed. This wasn't even on my radar. I think Detective Pikachu sequel was announced in like 2018 and we've literally heard nothing since yeah then. i mean don't get me wrong it looks interesting i will not play this game even like hey uh, it's not a full price game much i i actually learned just before uh starting the podcast but like i feel like detective pikachu is like it's it's not it's definitely not for us and the fact that there's no Gen 9 Pokemon in the trailer makes me think that it was supposed to come out a long time ago, like before Scarlet and Violet came out. But for whatever reason, they just never released it until now. And they kind of just want to get it in and out. It's probably not going to be that great, because I don't even think the original Detective Pikachu reviewed well. No, I don't think so. So they kind of just want to get that game out as soon as possible. or so. Yeah. Nintendo's filling a hole in their release schedule because I don't think anything else is coming out in October for them. Oh, there is something. There is, sorry. I immediately regretted saying that. Yeah, Um, but now this one is... spend a lot of time talking about this, by the way. Yeah. um, (laughs) I, like, I wasn't surprised because I had accidentally seen a little bit of a... A leak. A leak. However, the graphical improvement on this game is hefty. Like, insane. Like, I've always... Like, I've played Mario RPG. And I got maybe halfway. And I've always wanted to go back and finish it, but never had the motivation. And now I'm actually really excited. Because I I actually will get to go back now and play it. I've never played it. And they will likely have quality of life stuff, too. Which is really nice. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, yeah. Like, this is a good game. Right? Like, this is where Paper Mario comes from. Like, true Paper Mario. And it is good. It's very similar to Paper Mario, just with a party system. Um, and yeah, no, I actually am very excited about this game. I'm, 
I'm disappointed that Gino's in a in a new game. Well, let's I, let's, let's let's talk about everything we can before bringing up the puppet in the room. There's a few things I found interesting actually about this. Is number one, they dropped the subtitle. It's just going to be called Super Mario RPG. They dropped the Legend of the Seven Stars, which I find is really weird. Like, I thought that was a cool subtitle to be honest with you. Like, there's no they, there's no real reason to get rid of it. But do you think it's because they might do more? I think it honestly might have to do with the fact that stars kind of been used in Paper Mario games, like the the Star Children and whatever. And maybe they want to sort of disassociate themselves with that, like with Paper Mario. But there could be more. Like, this game, like, I, I forgot, the, like, there's definitely rights issues here with, like, Nintendo and Square Enix that they had to solve to, to, uh, to make this game a reality. But do I think they'll collaborate again in the future? If you got to hold a gun to my head, I'll probably say no. I don't think there'd be another, like, Square Enix Mario RPG game because I think Nintendo has Paper Mario that will serve that that genre, right? I mean, I don't know. Paper Mario has become a very different game. It's not an RPG anymore. But without the Mario Luigi series, though, maybe Paper Mario will... I mean, we want to believe that. I, I, If I'm being honest with you, at this point, I'm more willing to bet that there will be more Super Mario RPGs than Paper Mario ever going back to like a full RPG. But Jules, you know what that means if there's more Mario RPG games? No, Gino won't be in the next one. <laughs> no. <laughs> but hey, if he is, if he is in more, if there's more Mario RPGs and Gino makes more appearances, I'm comfortable with him being in Smash Bros. That's fine. I don't even know about that. We'll see. In any case, there's lots of Mario stuff we got today as they are about to tell us how we're going to eat well as Mario fans. Um, definitely a direct um, result of the success of the Mario movie. I'm sure that they greenlit some of these games like in anticipation for the Mario movie. But just quickly um, also, I forgot to say for Mario RPG, in uh, the press release after, and it was announced that Yoko Shimomura is returning is to returning as the, compose yeah. the new arrangements for that game, which yes. is pretty hype. It's pretty hype, yeah. Now, is that a full-price game? Yes, it is. Okay. All first-party games, though, shown here are available in the voucher program. So, yeah. Now, this is super exciting for me. It's been way too long since Peach had a game to herself. Now, we know virtually nothing about this game. We don't really know how it's going to play. Um, however, did they say who's developing? No, they didn't. Because Let's go back. Let me show you something. I have a theory. Who's I have developing. a theory as well. So I'll show you right here. Right here. When she does this. This stuff reminds me all of like Yoshi's Crafted World and stuff. Good feel. I have the it's same opinion. Feel. Right? It the... seems it's their style. It's very chill. Very relaxed. Very like... Like his like the set in the back too. It's very stylistic, like very good feel. Very much like Mario Three, how like Mario Three opened up with the stage and like Miyamoto sort of envisioned that game as Mario and Luigi and all them are actors performing this play for people on a stage and like very interesting how Peach's game or I guess now will people will be calling it Untitled Peach Game coming in twenty twenty four. 
will be this speech too. Oh god. Um, I I'm excited about this as well. The Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. I think I think that's a cool um, idea to move it over because it it is the most inaccessible now. I think of the the Luigi's Mansion game. I hope that they just you know do the first one as well. I hope this game is not the 3D sort of adventure game that Nam- Namco Bandai is supposedly working on. I really don't want it to be this. I just hope it's next level games or, or whoever. They got a, a support or Grezzo or someone like that to do this. It'd but, be Grezzo. Like just, it'd be a, it'd be a, a missed opportunity if uh, Namco Bandai's game was not like yes. a game that everybody wants the remade or, or ported to switch or yes, whatever so totally but both um, of these games are 2024 games the peach and the yes. luigi's mansion dark moon remaster yes absolutely um now okay so um let's see what was next here um yeah they're, they're the headline so i'm just gonna kind of fast forward through but we can talk about them honestly I, arkham is coming to switch honestly i thought that they were ready on switch i did too i <laughs> I I had I, well at least this is I think the first time that Arkham Asylum and Arkham Knight are on a Nintendo platform because City I think was on Wii U and uh, yeah but these are some of the greatest superhero games of all time they're all amazing games so if you haven't played them yet play them here they're play them on Switch play them wherever like they're fantastic games and yeah uh, they're really good games like. I mean, watching this definitely made me feel a little nostalgic for them and being like, ah, maybe I should pick them up. But I have them on systems where they're better. Yeah, definitely. Um, hey, Gino must have been excited about this one. He's been bugging me for us to play Gloomhaven for years. We laughed so hard when we watched this. I knew a console Gloomhaven was coming. I had no idea. We were dying of laughter. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, this is a cheaper alternative. The game does cost $200, but I would rather play it as a board game. Um, but yeah, that's funny. Um, prayers begin today. Um, ooh, well, you know how much I love Just Dance. Yep. Um, I'm going to speed up the fast forward here. Even though you're speeding up, it, 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 this is too long of a segment. Just Dance. It's still too long. No yeah. one cares about Just Dance. Do not put it in showcases, please. This game looks interesting. I don't really know what it is. Looks interesting, though. I think this is the game in which the protagonists don't talk or something like that. Or might yeah. be another game. Kind of interesting concept, but... And now this is the... This is like... I thought this was going to be the obligatory sizzle reel where they just like speed through a bunch of games, but they actually spent like a long time on this part. Like I heard this Faith Farm game is supposed to be decent. Like it demoed well at Summer Games Fest. Um, Lots of farming though still. Yeah, but I heard it's actually supposed to be half decent. And then Hot Wheels, okay. Yeah, how much I love Hot Wheels. Those are fun racing games. Uh, I don't have much to add about that. Like I played one of them on xbox i think it was on game pass at one point and it was it was fine i don't know it's this is another game that was at the summer games fest this gave me um the lickitung uh mini games and pokemon stadium vibe mixed with overcooked and like it's it seems like a really cool crazy zany party game yeah and then um this was leaked um i mean i'm excited for the dlc 
I'm not going to buy it right away. I'll probably buy it once the Rayman stuff comes out. But hey, grab it, kick bomb on. Yeah, like, I don't even know if I'll buy the DLC for Sparks of Hope. I just enjoyed the original so much more. Yeah. And I just have no motivation to go play that game. Now, this is very interesting, because this is essentially Pokemon, but Monster Hunter. Uh, Dragon Quest? Yeah. Actually, it's more like Digimon in the way that you collect the monsters, because I saw how you have to, like, collect percentages. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's basically just Monster Hunter Pokemon. Or sorry, Mon- Dragon Quest mm-hmm. Pokemon. I believe this game was already announced for uh, uh, for Japan, but hadn't been announced uh, for uh, coming to the West yet. So yeah, I believe that's the hero from Dragon Quest Eight. I want to say something like that. Yeah, but yeah, this is a uh, this will be a big release, I think, for Square Enix. Like it, it yeah. seems like a an interesting game. I think Gino talked about it as well. And here we go. This was so exciting. This is like yes. probably one of my favorite segments from the the show. Oh, it's just... totally! It looks really good. My favorite crab, Pikmin Four, looks fantastic. I love how you're in the houses. That yep. dra- like I'm really down for the fact that we're like in, like we're like mini people on like Earth. Mm-hmm. I love it. I really like the way that this game is looking. I'm re- this is becoming one of my most anticipated games. I love the dog. Mm-hmm. Notachi, it's very, his name is. Yeah, and it, it's very fun to see that the dog isn't just some type of Pikmin. Like, it is just a character. Mm-hmm. Is the dog. Um, so I'm very excited to see how this game plays. Um, and I'm excited to see how they, like, approach Pikmin. Like, are we going to have all the Pikmin available on in every area or is there certain ones only available in certain places i i don't i still don't know honestly but it looks like the pikmin 2 pikmin are not going to be relegated to multiplayer mode like they were in in pikmin 3 they're actually going to be part of the the main campaign but how do you balance all that that's why i feel like certain pikmin might only be available on certain levels yeah i know the fact that real world items are going to be back and like the the thing you collect instead of the fruit like the other thing i really like about this game is the first game was very similar to the or sorry the third game was very similar to the first game in concept i feel like this was very similar to the second game because of this because this is what the second game was like it's like you go underground and you um and you find stuff under here, like, like this is very second game. Yeah, but couldn't you go underground in Pikmin three? You could, but the second game had like that whole underground portion. It was all about treasure, not about survival. Oh, and I feel like this this game is also kind of a about that. Oh, yeah, Olimar. Also, yeah, Olimar's a Olimar Pikmin. Looks like he's had some better days. <laughs> is he like fused with the Pikmin, or is there just like a Pikmin? A Pikmin living in his hair because his like his hair is completely overgrown but also the fact that he's not wearing a helmet is very interesting yeah it's also and, interesting that you have to like compete with him i mean it's it's better than the way pikmin 3 handled olimar honestly like him spoilers for pikmin 3 like olimar being at the very end of the game like like i, I like him being at least a, a constant throughout the game i think that's really cool that's fair this is interesting like too. This, yeah this is really fun I like how there's like very slight RPG mechanics. Yeah. 
Maybe this game will be uh, uh, vote, uh, eligible for best RPG of the year. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and night exploration is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love these new Pikmin that they've shown off for the night exploration, the glow Pikmin. Um, and I like how they're the only ones you can use at night, as far as we know. But mm-hmm. And like... There were rumors that there was a second new type of Pikmin, and it, for whatever reason, like it, I I didn't think up until now it was actually good, like those rumors were true because Nintendo hadn't shown anything. But honestly, this is cool because I don't think we needed an additional type of Pikmin to worry about managing in our inventory, and the fact that they are exclusive tonight makes that a lot easier. And yeah. But still, sure. rock Pikmin and purple Pikmin, they basically do the same thing. Like, they're, they're, uh, rock's more about destroying projectiles, and purple's more about dealing heavy damage. So they can differentiate them for sure. But yeah, Pikmin Four looks incredible. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy with how this game looks. Um, I'm gonna make the choice to play this game by myself because I do not want to be bogged down by having to wait for Gino to be ready to play games. Hey, to and be also, fair, there's not traditional multiplayer in it. It's like Mario yeah. Galaxy multiplayer. But this is also super hype. Um, I have them both on Wii, so I don't mm-hmm. need them. But I'm probably going to get them. Well, this is the thing. You might want to pause, um, because I have a little bit to say about the Pikmin 1 and 2 ports. Yep. I haven't seen gameplay yet, so I don't know how much of an upgrade they are over the GameCube or the new the uh, new play probably just an res. I don't think they're going to be like He said like HD, so like yeah, it's probably like they probably clean a few things up. But the physical release this was a bit of a roller coaster. In our group chat uh today, we talked about these games and for the Japanese and the European directs, they mentioned that the physical release of Pikmin 1 plus 2 will be coming out on September 22nd. But the North American one did not. So there was a lot of people spiraling this morning saying, oh my god, I'm going to have to import these games because North America isn't going to get it physically and yada yada yada. Or people just saying, well, I'm a physical collector. I'm going to buy the game digitally now because they're not going to be coming out here. And lo and behold, an hour or so or an hour and a half or so after the Direct, Nintendo released their press release and it said that the North American physical release is coming out September 22nd also. Why did they not put that in the Direct? I wasn't going to buy these games if they were not available physically. Nintendo seems to like doing these things now. Like, I'm I'm expecting now, like, the next Direct, they'll have a GameCube game that they're just going to up-res and shadow drop, like they did with Metroid Prime, and they did it again with Pikmin here, And but... For the physical release to come out in September, that just seems like such a long time away. I yeah. guess Pikmin 4 is coming out soon, so you don't want to have like a physical release of a Pikmin game releasing so close to the new game, right? Like it's yeah, totally. It's it's a it's an odd choice, um, but I think ultimately they like I think they're seeing the Pikmin one and two. Just like the Metroid remaster, like the physical edition is really for the collectors. Yeah. Like they're pushing the digital versions. But you can buy both games individually for $40 Canadian each, or you can buy the combo pack for 65 which I think is an incredible value. 
Yeah, the combo pack player. is the only version that's being sold physically. So if you yeah. want to get it, you got to buy both. But yeah. both of these games are incredible. The GameCube versions of these games and the Wii versions are very expensive. So buying both of these games on Switch is cheaper than buying any version of Pikmin 1 or 2 on various platforms in the past. So I highly recommend playing these. They're both fantastic games, but of the two, I, I think Pikmin 2 is my, my favorite of, of them. Pikmin is uh, hopefully going to get that boost it needs as a franchise. Like if like Pikmin 3 sold well on Switch, I think it was the highest selling game in the franchise. Hopefully Pikmin 4 and these ports of the other two games are also really successful for the series because Pikmin is Miyamoto's baby and it's like the only series that he's really made that hasn't had that big sales success or or even really critical success but i will wait until september to play him though <laughs> okay well let's see what's next oh yes uh, metal gear solid collection this is also announced on other things um it was at the playstation cool. one but i don't but know like, was it called volume one in the playstation one it was but the thing is they never formally announced what other platforms it was coming to they just said coming to uh various i think it was like next gen or something platform something weird like that and they also didn't mention that the nes versions of the the two metal gear games are in there but it's cool hopefully that if because it's called volume one there will be more volumes yeah well volume two would have to have metal gear solid 4 probably yeah which has never been re-released on anything ever and this is the first time metal gear solid 2 is available on a nintendo platform because Mm. you had uh, Twin Snakes on GameCube for Metal Gear Solid 1, and then you yeah. had Metal Gear Solid 3D, which was Snake Eater on the 3DS. So, yeah. but this might be like the dark horse of the, the show. It's like one of my favorite announcements. Yeah, this game looks really cool. Like, Sonic Mania is one of my favorite games. Um, and this is made by the same creators, and it's a 3D platformer, and it looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Like it looks really like it looks like it has a lot of just like charm and it looks really fun. At the, like I have the to see more. Mechanic looks, yeah. Like it can you can do a lot with it. Totally. And yeah, like if you were wondering what Christian Whitehead's team was working on, because we were like, "What you're not making a new Sonic game? What the heck are you doing?" This is it, and just further proving that 3d platformers are coming back like this looks incredible it's also available on other platforms as well and i'm really looking forward to it like it's one of my favorite announcements coming out of the show okay so mario kart yep another mario related announcement one that was i think was the safest bet going into the direct that this was going to be here and uh this is a brand new course yeah, the washroom squeaky, course. Squeaky clean print sprint or yeah, squeaky clean sprint. Blah. Yeah, the bathroom course. Mm-hmm. Um, now there's a little bit of a theme here to the characters that they are announcing, which is they are all Mario enemies: Petey Prano, Wiggler, and Kamek. Um, All time, Kamek is in a, a console Mario Kart game. Yeah, um, and that's really cool. However, Where's it does Diddy make Kong? me well. That's the thing is, I think Diddy Kong is safe. But one of the other characters that people really wanted was Pauline. Now, there's two characters left. Of course, it's always possible that the last two characters are Pauline and Diddy Kong. Mm -hmm. However, considering that 
this upcoming wave is going to have the piranha plant, the new piranha plant stage, and the new bathroom stage. And they themed all of the characters together as Mario enemies. That makes me feel like the next wave will also theme the remaining two together because there's supposed to be a new DK track in the final wave. And that makes me think that the last two characters are from DK and it's going to be Diddy and Dixie or Diddy and Funky and Pauline's just not going to make it. Hey, but Pauline is the mayor of New Donk City, which could be connected to Donkey Kong. True, true, true. And maybe it's a classic Donkey Kong stage. You never know. Yeah, it's true. That's a a good... Yeah. yeah. Very weird that they didn't give a release date for this, but they'll probably just announce it on Twitter. Yeah. They right. never do in the directs. They, I don't think they've ever given a release date for the Mario Kart stuff. They show the content and then they announce the, the dates and the courses later. Yeah. Um, Star Ocean, cool. I don't really care, but HD two D game, pretty cool. Yeah. Just shows how how amazing that art style is. That like, yeah. even I have no interest in playing this game. Like, it, it looks incredible, and like, we know of more HD two D games that Square's making in the future. So, like the Dragon Quest yeah. three, uh, remake. I'm pumped for this game. An actual WarioWare game, like very similar to this, is like Wario Land. Uh, Shake it, Shake it, yeah, or Smooth Moves. Sorry, Smooth Moves. That's the one. Yes, yeah. uh, WarioWare, not Wario Land. Sorry. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I I'm on the fence whether or not I'm going to pick this up because, like, I know I barely played the uh, the uh, WarioWare. Uh, game that came out on switch last year i think or the year before so but this is more traditional WarioWare. so this is yeah. why i might i might pick it up it's not a full price game either which... and it's two player co-op which is really fun for this style yeah. right um yeah no i will definitely pick up this game um because i love WarioWare and also my partner um Wario the the last WarioWare game was actually the first game we played together so I want to pick this up so we can play it together. Very excited about War. Wario's face on the train. Hilarious. We're aware. Move it. But, you know, I feel for Rhythm Heaven fans because there's been two WarioWare games in a row and there's been yeah. no Rhythm Heaven on, on Switch, right? I know. It is quite sad, but, mm-hmm. you know, of course, kids didn't make it to Smash, so. <laughs> um, I believe this is the last. No, this is the the... the... This is the final stretch here for the direct. Yeah, I believe uh, this is like the last segment, right? Oh no, no, it's not. There's a. Oh yeah, sorry, it is last segment. I got a bone to pick with Nintendo Live. Okay, I understand. There's the lottery system to get your tickets, whatever. You have to enter with your Nintendo account, and you enter the lottery to get tickets for not just you, but your Nintendo Switch family. But. It's only open to American residents, and I think that is a complete joke because we live very close to Seattle, and we were considering going to PAX, and I really wanted to go to Nintendo Live if I got tickets, but I can't go because I'm not a resident of the United States. So, oh well, it's it's so it's unfair, stupid. but it is kind of stupid. It's ridiculous, but. Nintendo, I think, should uh, have a, a little do a little better next time because it's not cool. But anyways, um, yeah. So they announced these two new amiibo, which we kind of knew were coming—the Zelda and the Ganondorf ones. I love the Zelda one. I love that they gave her her Zonai costume. It's a cool pose. I love that the Master Sword's in it. These were the ones that were data mined, right? Yes, these were data. They had mined. data for these in the the base 
game yes. for Tears of the Kingdom. But I yes. completely called the way this Ganondorf was going to look. I just wanted yeah, to get that I out mean, there. Well, I mean, to be fair, we know that they're always based off of their art. So really, the Ganondorf one was most likely going to be this pose. Now I'm referring to like the stand, though, like how they had to add a a base on top of the base because of his wide stance. I hate that. Uh, I said there's no way they're going to fit that on an amiibo. They should have done Demon King. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I will say that I firmly believe Tears of the Kingdom will not get a DLC expansion, and I believe that this announcement of these amiibo without an expansion of the DLC is a very clear indication of that. I will state my... I know you believe differently, Mateo, so I will state my main points. One, which is Nintendo's main team's philosophies. Oftentimes, um, the main like Mario team and Zelda team, they don't capitalize on money. Their whole philosophy is like, we if we have leftover ideas or we have um, we can make more um, because of the ideas we have, then then we will. Which is how we got things like Super Mario Galaxy Two and why we got the Breath of the Wild DLC and eventually Tears of the Kingdom because they had so many ideas that they turned it into a, another game. I also think that because Tears of the Kingdom was the culmination of them having more ideas, they likely used all the ideas they had. And I don't think they have leftover ideas from the leftover ideas. But also, every single player game that Nintendo has done, the DLC has either been announced right before the game releases, when the game has released, or like very shortly after the game releases to capitalize on the, oh, if you buy the season pass, you can get this in-game item right now for free. And they haven't done that yet. I think it's like, sure, they will likely have a direct in the fall. But I just think it's it would be very strange if they announced it that late, especially considering we've recently learned that Tears of the Kingdom completed development last year, um, and they've only been polishing it, which means that the majority of the development team moved on to something else. And if it wasn't DLC, then it was the next game. And I really do think this is a Legends Arceus situation. It doesn't matter that this game is a blockbuster. They knew it was going to be a blockbuster. At the end of the day, I think they knew... Tears of the Kingdom was the extension of Breath of the Wild's ideas and it was going to be the end and they needed to move on to the next Zelda game because I don't think they want to release the next Zelda game at the end of the um, the new system's lifespan. I think they want to get it out in the middle. So I, I personally think that as soon as this game was done, the majority of the team moved on to the next game. That being said, we will get some things because I'm sure we'll get Master Mode in some way. Maybe this Ganondorf uh, gives it to you. Maybe I think it just gives glider things, from what we understand. But yeah, I'm a, I'm of a camp that I believe that the game will get DLC in some form, and uh, what that will be, I will I I don't know. I won't be able to 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 say. But like you said, the the game has been done for over a year before it released. Even if you had a small team bug fixing and and optimizing, and you had another small team working on something else, the bulk of the team could still go on to the next project. I think it's completely in the realm of possibility that a quarter to a third of the team could have been working on something else because concepts and stuff take a while to do and you don't need your entire development staff working on that. It's it's completely possible that we are going to get something. But like you, it won't surprise me, but like you said, I th I believe there'll be another Direct this year. And then also there's the Game Awards. And the Game Awards is a wild card because... Anything can happen there, especially if Tears of the Kingdom 
wins awards. Nintendo's going to want to maybe show something. I just think it's a little out there just to completely shut down and be like, no, it's it's not going to happen. There's always a chance. And I know, like, we had this conversation earlier. Mario Kart 8, yes, it's a very different situation, but Mario Kart 8 Deluxe got DLC out of the blue. Sure. Very, very different situation, I think. But to be fair, I think it, a lot of that came about from the fact that the game that they jumped to after Mario Kart 8 was the mobile game, not the next console game. So then they ended up releasing the same game on the current console. And then when they were kind of done with the mobile game, they're like, hey, why don't we just use all this stuff we did on the mobile and up-res it to the Switch game so the Switch gets something. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I think part of it is my hope that they moved on to the next project because I don't, I personally don't want Tears of the Kingdom DLC. Because, like, I played the Breath of the Wild DLC. If they just didn't do Breath of the Wild DLC and it meant that Tears of the Kingdom would have come out a year earlier, I would have taken that trade-off. And that's why I'm I'm hoping that they're not working on DLC because I really don't care about Tears of the Kingdom DLC. I would rather have the next Zelda game one year earlier than have DLC for this game. But it will be. The development cycle won't be as long because the pandemic delayed this game. They might also be making a brand new system, brand new mechanics. Like, who who knows? Um, we are now at the last segment. Also, this this was part of the, the Mario RPG leak. Yes. Uh, but, man... Oh what my we're witnessing right now, people, is the oh, complete evisceration of New Super Mario Bros. Thank God. I hate New Super Mario Bros. Cause, not because it's bad, but because they did it too many times. This is exactly what I wanted. I wanted something that was more like a cartoony Mario. It's mm-hmm. not quite exactly... Like, I wanted something more like Wario where Smooth Moves. Or sorry, not Wario where Wario Land Shake It. But this is this is very stylistic. Like, look at... Like, stop motion, almost. Yeah, like... It's a cool style. And the music, so cool. And then they do drugs. Yep, Mario's taking too many shrooms, even though he's taking a flower here. But it's the same thing. Just the the way... Like, 2D Mario was always capable of being this way on Wii U. And even though it took us a really long time, like, this is probably the last big game to come out on Switch, if I, if I were to guess. Well, Metro Prime 4. Well, Metro Prime 4, I think, is going to be on the next system as well. But, like, for the last, like, true Switch exclusive, it's kind of nuts how it's a, it's going to be, in my opinion, it'll be a 2D Mario game. But, and I was, the new Super Mario Bros. series really kind of killed 2D Mario for me. So I'm really excited to go back because, like, this has just more character than any of those games. I just interrupt you. Roxas, my cat, was sitting on my lap when I was watching this. And when this popped up on the screen, I verbally screamed out, Oh my god, Daisy! And Roxas jumped off my lap because of how excited I got. I don't even care about Daisy that much. Like, I'm actually not a Daisy fan, but I have friends who are really big Daisy fans, so I was very excited for them. Um, And then I called Riley after, and I said, You know what this means? And he said, What? And I'm like, Waluigi is officially the lowest tiered Mario character now. Of the Mario Party characters, the original eight Mario Party characters, Waluigi is now officially the least important. Yep. Daisy you know, now deserves to be in Smash more than Waluigi. 
But the interesting thing I find is that we also know Yoshi's a playable character because of this. But yeah. very interesting how they picked Yellow Toad over Blue Toad because... Well, here's a thing. I thought that was interesting too. And then I was looking at the art, the screenshot art, like the main art. I don't know if they show it in this video. I don't think I don't, they do. I don't think they do. Um, we'll talk about this little uh, this little guy in a sec. I'll little talk guy. here. Yeah, this little guy. Um, but they in the like the image. I don't know if you you're looking at it now or if you looked at it. That's the it actual shows, box art, by the way. What you're referring to? Yeah. So so it shows all the characters. Now there's a Goomba there with t- Blue Toad's hat. And that makes me think that Goomba, there might be Goomba power-up where you turn into a Goomba and Blue Toad might be playable. Well, if Goomba is as prominent as that, my cousin will freak out because Goomba is his favorite Mario thing just ever. It might be like, a power-up. Goomba will be it would be amazing. Now, the thing about Yoshi is I'm anticipating that Yoshi won't be able to use power-ups. Maybe. But we'll see. It would be cool if they are. If they can, I'd love to see Elephant Yoshi. I'm excited to see Elephant Peach and Daisy. This game is like, it's a, it seems like it's as zany as the Mario Land games, like Mario Land 1 and Mario Land 2. And that's really cool because that's where Daisy debuted, was in Super Mario Land 1. And I feel like the game almost should have been called Super Mario Wonderland, having that like land or world sort of. Yeah, or Wonder World. Yeah, that, yeah, that would be really cool. But Mario One, like the only thing I don't like is the name. But I think eventually I'll get over it. But just thank God it's not another new Super Mario Bros. game. Like I haven't played the game yet, obviously, but I'm willing to bet that this will be my favorite 2D Mario game ever, just because of how amazing it looks. Like it's, it's, it does stop, look really it's cool. Stop motion. It's like the 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 characters are just so emotive, have so much personality. Yeah. Like, I'm very it's, excited for it. And it what, looks gameplay wise, it looks very interesting too. Yeah, like I we've seen the trailer and we really don't know the half of what they can do. Like I still don't understand how the level structure is going to work. Yeah, like you get there's those two wonder seeds or whatever, but do you, is there a hidden wonder seed in every level? And you obviously get one for completing the level. What are they used for? Like, what are the purple currency in like every ten? currency it's weird like how it's how that status tracked like yeah and i'm also curious because when peach peach hasn't been in a 2d mario in a while um and when she emerged she had her floaty powers mm-hmm. um so it's making me wonder does that mean that luigi and toad will retain their kind of like super mario bros 2 attributes and if that's true then what's Daisy's unique attribute? Attribute. I want to know. And will there be more playable characters? Do you think we're gonna get like Rosalina and Toadette? Wario, hopefully. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think Wario's. I think Wario's too much of a stretch. I could hope. I. I. My dream I is so. having, like, I would want Donkey Kong. I'd want Wario. But I, like... I agree with you. But I think if Wario were playable, Wario would be advertised. Like I feel like. Characters like Toadette and Rosalina are ones that it's okay to have them like unlockable and not talk about them. Wario's one they'd slap all over this thing. He'd be on the box art. They'd be they'd be advertising the crap out of Wario or DK or Waluigi for that matter. Yeah, Waluigi. Is Waluigi going to be less relevant than Gino now? Oh my yeah. God, what's going on? See, we're in the age of 
Baiwa. But yeah, Elephant Mario looks fantastic. And I love this little flower guy, how he talks. Like, he, yeah. he, he, he interjects every now and again. Like, this game looks incredible. I am so excited. Like, yeah. like I said earlier in the podcast, September, October, November is going to be ridiculous. Like, I was really looking forward to ass- playing Assassin's Creed Mirage. But then when Spider-Man's release date came out, we're like, well... I guess I'm going to have to push Assassin's Creed Mirage because Spider-Man is obviously higher in the priority. But this game comes out the same day as Spider-Man 2, and I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm sure Assassin's Creed's going to get kicked down the, the road, but... To, to be fair, this is more of a bite-sized game. So, like, for me, I'm like, I can easily manage this in Spider-Man because I'm I, when I play these kinds of games, I try to only play one world at a time, and that's really only, like, 45 minutes of gameplay. But Jules, you know my issue with 2D platformers, right? Like, I have that lingering fear that I will never finish a 2D platformer if I put it down. Like, no kidding. The last 2D platformer I beat that wasn't like a Metroidvania was Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze in 2014. And the only reason I beat that game is because Riley was playing it co-op with me and we had a great time. But I'm telling you, New Super Mario Bros. Wii and New Super Luigi U, Kirby Star Allies, Shovel Knight. Okay, you're looking at small stuff. Okay, Shovel Knight's something you can get into. Kirby Star Allies is easily one of the weakest games in its series. And also, There's you more, did finish it. Just off the top you of did my head. finish Kirby Star Allies because you played it I with didn't me. do any of the post-game, any of the That's DLC fine. stuff either. You don't need to do. You don't need to do that crap. And, like, New Super Luigi U, New Super Mario Bros. Wii, whatever. Those are, like, if you, if you call yourself a Nintendo fan and you didn't finish this game, this is a brand new 2D Mario. You would finish it. Even if you put it down, you would come back to it. I didn't beat New Super Mario Bros. 2 either when I think about yeah, it. Yeah, but the, you can't. Those those games are. That's not the same as this. This is like a brand. Like, this is like if you didn't play the first New Super Mario Bros. to completion. I'm very, 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 very much looking forward to this game. This is the game of the show for me. This is probably the game of the summer game season, I want to say. And it is very exciting. That, this is like the dream 2D Mario game. Like this is the real no like I, I keep throwing shade at New Super Mario Bros, but like this is picking up where Mario World left off, in my opinion. No, but New Super Mario Bros has things. New Super Mario Bros gets a lot of flack. New Super Mario Bros, the first game is great. It is fantastic. And actually most of the New Super Mario Bros. games are good. The issue with New Super Mario Bros. is it's oversaturation. It's not that any yeah. individual one is bad. It's that there's too many of them. They made too many in such a short period and of time. Super Mario, Super Mario Bros. 3 is a fantastic game. Super Mario World is a fantastic game. But if we had five Super Mario Worlds, I'm sure it would make you feel that way about all of the Super Mario Worlds, right? Like That's the thing. is like New Super Mario Bros. 1 was really, really good. Like it was when it came out, it was very well received, and even New Super Mario Bros. Wii was very, very well received. And New Super Mario Bros. U on its own is actually the best of the New Super Mario Bros. games. It's just it's a tired aesthetic, it's a tired vibe. It, they're too similar to each other. Like ultimately, like they hurt each other by there being so many. So hopefully, Super Mario Bros. Wonder is a nice one-off, and they move on. I don't want to have. I'm so excited for this game. I hope to God there's not five Super Mario Bros. Wonders. New Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Oh, no. <laughs> They're just setting up for. They did this so that they could make a Super Mario Maker 3 on the next system. 
Oh yeah, they need their new uh, art style to, to yeah. build off of. But man, this art style is fantastic. Like, it's a very good art style. Oh man, it makes me want to play Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think that wraps up the Nintendo Direct and kind of all our stuff. I know there's a longer episode, everybody, but we're glad to be back. Please look forward. We have a um, an exciting 78th episode coming up very soon. Yeah, and then um, after that, we're hoping to do some stuff in the summer. I might make a video for the Banjo-Kazooie 25th anniversary. I originally had, I had really like huge plans to celebrate that milestone anniversary for Banjo, but had to reel things back. I might make a video or two. I have, maybe I'll do a Banjo collection uh, showcase. And then obviously I have a game hall video coming out probably in July at some point. Uh, I've, I've actually, we went to the, our favorite stores recently and i picked up a few things and i've also picked up a few things uh, a couple weeks ago as well so uh, i'll have a, i have a lot of stuff to show actually some even some stuff i forgot to show in the last video so those will be in there as well and also i think i mentioned this earlier but uh the hub world is also kind of thinking about how how are we gonna showcase our trip in august jules we have a few things to to consider about that when the date gets closer maybe we'll uh yeah maybe we'll do a video That'd we'll do fantastic. either a video when we come back about our our, our fun trip, or uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be a real good time, and uh, I'm going to try to get this video out as soon as possible. So, with that being said, that brings us to the end of today's quest. If you enjoyed what you heard today, hit that like and subscribe button below. If you want to contribute to the conversation, let us know any ideas for any upcoming quests, or just share your thoughts and leave us a comment. We'll see you next time at the Hub World. Microsoft, make a new banjo game. Ah, yes. See you, everybody.